Welcome to Christ Rehoboth Church, a place where we help people discover their purpose for living and raise kingdom people for global impact. Join us today as Reverend Kingsley Agu takes you deep into God's Word. Following the leading of the Spirit in making and taking decisions. So the question I would like to ask every one of you how do you go about making and taking decisions? What influences your decision making? Now, don't forget that the believer in Christ is in a war zone in this world. And what I mean by that is an average person spend an average of minimum of four hours on social media daily, daily. And on social media, you will see all jargons and all nonsense and everything that infiltrates your mind. Then, on a minimum, you spend eight hours daily at work. You spend eight hours daily at work with both believers and non-believers. And you cannot say because they are non-believers that you are not friendly. So some of you, is a minimum of eight hours. Why some is 16 hours daily. It's okay. Praise God. Then you go to the store. You meet with different numbers of people. You attend parties. You meet with different people. But paraventure, you become friends with them. Then when it comes to your involvement in spiritual activities, you only spend, for some of you, one hour, 30 minutes weekly. Don't forget, social media is a minimum of four hours daily. In five days, it's 20 hours. Seven days is 48 hours. Then at work, minimum of 40 hours, 50 hours, 60 hours weekly. There are some of you that love shopping. You tap in, in and out. Some of you go to the store, you spend some time. You, you take your time shopping. Praise God. And yet, you compare that with your spiritual activities. Some of you, you don't even pray on your own. So you have to come to church first before you pray. Then you are only in church one hour, 30 minutes. So 11 to 12, 12 to 1, two hours weekly. Weekly activities, you know, I mean, pastor, we understand. Even God, we understand. Now, how do you expect what you engage in for two hours in a week to win the battle over what you spend hours daily? So, when you begin to make decisions you then begin to realize that your decisions are now powered by 
the external influences. Why? Because that is what you spend more time doing. Are we together? You know, long time ago, I said, when you begin to talk with God all the time, you will talk like God. When you begin to talk with men all the time, you will talk like men. So the question is, what is motivating or influencing your decisions? What has influenced your decisions? Praise God. You remember in, um, in John chapter 17. Please, every phone be silenced. Every phone be silenced. Praise God. I said praise God. In John chapter 17, or let's read chapter 15 first. John chapter 15. Now, don't forget that you are in this world. Where are you now? You are in this world, although you are not of this world. The fact that you are in this world, there are things that you have come to adapt yourself to. Just like when you left Nigeria and came to America. Eh? You never used to speak some kind of phonetics. And you know, there are times you go back to Nigeria, for example, or Africa, wherever you come from. You are now saying, ah, you guys are still doing all these barbaric things, archaic things, old things, and you used to do it. What has changed? What has changed is the fact that you are now in America. You have been influenced by the ways of this country. So you are in this world. You are not of this world. That means you are exposed to the things of this world. The question is, are you allowing them to influence you? Look at John 15 now. Let's read that very quickly. John 15, 19. John chapter 15, verse 19. It now says, If ye were of the world, the world would love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hated you. He says, the world hated you. If you were of this world, the world will love you. But the fact that I have chosen you, I have called you out of the world, the world hates you. Now question, if the world hates you, will the world have anything to benefit you? Come on, talk to me, church. If the world hates you and you have been taken out of the world, it would mean that whatever the world will present to you is to take you out of who you are in Christ Jesus. So, every influences and experiences that taps into your decision by and from the world has no benefit to you. The only thing it does to you is to destroy you. Are we together? Then Jesus again says in John chapter 17, from verse 16. John 17, 16 and 17, glory to God. He says, they are not of the world. Even as I am not of the world. So you are not of the world because Christ is not of the world. He has called you out of the world. Glory to God. Then in verse 17, he says, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So you are not of the world. Jesus understands that there is a propensity for you allowing the influence of the world to come into your heart. 
So he now, in his prayer, he now says, God, sanctify them by the by thy truth. And what is thy truth? He says, your word is true. Glory to God. Your word is true. So when you are in this world, yes, you, you fall short. In this world, you, you, you get mesmerized by the things going on in this world. But that is not who you are. That is not who you are. Allowing that influence to influence your decision is doing a disservice to you. Am I communicating here? He now says, sanctify them. So what is Jesus saying? Jesus is saying, in my prayer, you will be sanctified by the word of truth. That means a believer must not leave the word of truth alone. Every decision you are to make, have you checked it against God's word? Praise God. I said, praise God. Look at what Romans, you know, Paul now puts it this way. In Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Hallelujah. Romans 12, 2. He says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Do not be carried away by the fashion of this world. That the world pulls you into their patterns. How does the world deal with situations? If how you are dealing with situations is how the world deals with situations, it means you have stepped out into the patterns of God's world, into the patterns of this world. Am I communicating here? What is influencing that decision? What is influencing the things around you? Have you sometimes taken a pause back and just say, what is the Spirit saying? What is the Spirit of God directing me to do? You know, some of you, you've made decisions that have brought about anxiety to you. And it is not the way of God that you have anxiety. In Philippians, he said, be anxious for nothing. So we know that it is not of God. And there are some decisions that brings about depression. It's not the way of the Father. What have you done? What decisions have you made that has been powered by the ordinances of this world? You are not of this world. Your way should not look like of this world. I have told us before, we can never fit into this world. We can never. We are of God. He calls us the children of God. He has brought us into his household. He said he is not ashamed to call us brethren. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. So, what is powering that decision? He said, be not conformed. Be not conformed has to deal with your totality. The way you talk, the way you react, the way you respond, the way you make decisions. It should not be conformed to this world. There is the way of the Father. The way of the Father is not the way of this world. That is what Jesus said. He says, he says, I am not of this world. And because I'm not of this world, you are not of this world. Your ways are different. Hallelujah. Can you, can America, the American president, go to Africa and adopt their ways here? Church, talk to me. You know, there are some African traditions that the America call crime here. 
Yeah, they call it crime. The ways are different. So you cannot, you cannot metamorphose two, the two together, confirm the two together. It's either you are taking the side of God or you want to continue taking the side of the world. What is powering? What is influencing that decision? Is it anger? You know, I have said before, decisions made in the place of anger can never be correct. Why? Anger is a fruit of the, of the flesh. It's not a fruit of the spirit. So every decision you have made when you were angry, no, you don't need, you don't need prophecy. You don't need me to teach you God's word now. Know that that decision was led by the flesh and not the spirit. You, no matter how good you want that decision to look to you, you can never make God to change his mind concerning it. So what is powering that decision? He says, do not be conformed. So don't fashion your life according to the patterns of this world. When you have a mist of friends, when you have some friends who wants to be the happening people in town, let them be the happening people. I'd rather be happening in Christ than be happening in the world. Am I communicating here? So some of you, there are decisions that you have made. Those decisions even led you to lose money. Everybody tells you this business is what is happening now. You throw money into it without waiting for a minute and asking God, are you leading me towards that direction? But you are carried by what Instagram has given to you. And most times when you go to that Instagram, when you go to that Facebook, when you go to that YouTube and look at the glamorous life people are living, go to meet them in person. You will notice that they, what they are presenting to you is opposite how they really are. So social media cannot be the source of your happiness. Am I communicating? Oh, I posted a picture. 1,000 people likes it. Listen to me. The same 1,000 people that liked your picture on Facebook, if anything happens to you and a bad news come out of it, the same 1,000 people will recruit other thousands of people to fight you. So don't think they love you because they like your picture. The reason you must not allow your decision to be powered by the ordinances of this world. So ask yourself, what is influencing my decision? Ask yourself. Okay, ask somebody. It's like, yeah. <laughs> so what is power in it? So in this series, God helping us, we are going to be addressing how to make decisions that are led by the Spirit. How to recognize the voice of God. How to know the inner witnesses. How to know how your decision making should be influenced by the things of the spirit and not the world. Look at John chapter 20, verse 21 to 23. John 20, John chapter 20, glory to God. Hallelujah. Look at what it says. Then said Jesus to them again. Peace be unto you, as my Father has sent me, even so send I you. Next verse. And when he has said this, he breathed on them. The word there is the Holy Spirit. 
and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Next verse. Whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained unto them. Glory to God. So it is clear here that God is putting his spirit into us to function and operate in his capacity. He's putting his spirit to us, into us, to act in his capacity. So we are no longer our own. And trust me, you know how people say, ah, pastor, nobody, I just, I just, I just, I just decided this on my own. It is not you who decided. It is the flesh who decided. It is either you are powered by the flesh or you are powered by the spirit. There's no two ways about it. But you have not received the spirit of the world. You have received the spirit of Christ. And that spirit is in you to act and to function in the capacity of God. Glory to God. Let's examine Romans 8, 14. It's a popular verse. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Glory to God. Are you there? It says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For as many as are led. That means the Spirit of God always leads his children. The word led there is the word ago. It always leads his children. And you are the children of God. You are led continuously and ceaselessly by the Spirit of God. No believer falls short of God's leading. He's always in the leading. God is always leading. Glory to God. I said glory to God. God leads his children daily. So what do we have to do? We subject our mind to that leading of the Spirit. This leading, to understand it fully, we will now examine how God led the children of Israel out of Egypt in the book of Exodus. That leading in Romans 8.14 is the same leading that God led the children of Israel out of Egypt. So, leading the word Greek word ago has a from and to. So, it has from the starting point and it has a destination. The leading of the Spirit. Praise God. I said praise God. So, we notice that God led the children of Israel out from a place. Egypt, captivity, bondage. And he brought them to the promised land, Cana. Are you still with me? Now, another thing we must examine is Luke 4 verse 1. Luke chapter 4 verse 1. Luke 4 verse 1. Glory to God. Luke chapter 4, the gospel of Luke. He said, and Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned unto Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. 
He is full of the Holy Ghost. He is led, the word ago, by the Spirit. And here he is in wilderness. So notice there that Jesus is led by the Spirit. Now, let's quickly see Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 2. You remember the word wilderness there. Are you with me? Okay. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness. So that word led is the Hebrew word yalak. And in Greek is the word ago. It's the same word. So, God has always been in the business of leading. He said he led them for 40 years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or not. So, there is a leading and there is also a wilderness experience. So, that Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 2, the leading you find there is the leading you will see in Romans chapter 8 verse 14, the same leading you will see in Luke chapter 4 verse 1. Are you still here? Are you still here? So, Psalm 95 verse 8 also now speaks more of that wilderness experience. That wilderness experience. So, when you now read further in, 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 in the Gospels, you will notice that Jesus was tempted. Are you with me? Jesus was tempted. Let's go back to Luke 4. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So in verse 3, and the devil said, okay, let's read uh, verse 2 again. Being 40 days tempted of the devil, verse 2. And there was a 40 years of wilderness experience of the Israelites. Then in verse 2, being 40 days tempted of the devil, and in those days he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterward on God. So, there was a temptation. Look at uh, Deuteronomy verse, uh, chapter 8, verse 3 now. Deuteronomy 8, 3. There's a whole lot of bouncing around, so we'll just uh, move. <laughs> Praise God. Because there's something I, I need to show to you. He said, And he humbled thee, and suffered thee to hunger, and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not, neither did thy fathers know, that he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread only, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord, doth man live. Hmm. Are you following me? So, in the concept of leading here, we saw that he is led as a son. God will not lead an unbeliever. So you are not an unbeliever. You are a believer. You are the son of God. So you are led. Then we saw that he is led to the wilderness and in the wilderness. 
So you can help me write this down. Wilderness here would now mean the world. Wilderness will mean the world. And an experience. An experience. So wilderness is not necessarily a geographical location. Wilderness there is an experience. Glory to God. And it is the plan of God that wilderness becomes fruitful for you. Now, Sister Jojo mentioned something. I think it was Friday. Was it Friday or Saturday? No, it was Saturday. Where he says, when the Hebrew, the three Hebrew men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, yesterday, and even Daniel, when they were thrown into the fiery furnace, they were not left alone. God was in there with them. And Nebuchadnezzar saw this and said, ah, ah, we threw three men. How is it that we see four? And this fourth one looks like the son of God, the one who is and who was and who is to come. So in every wilderness experience, God does not leave you to go by yourself. No, he does not let you go. That is why there is a leading. And out of that wilderness, it brings out fruitfulness for you. So there is hope. That thing that you are going through, there is hope. There is hope. You know, in my language, I used to say, nothing goes up that does not come down. Nothing gets too hot that does not get cold. Hallelujah. But just follow the leading of the Spirit. Notice there again, the spirit led Jesus. And the next thing we are reading is that there is a temptation. Don't always think that by virtue of you making that decision led by the spirit, there will be no temptation. Jesus was tempted at different times. Of course, you know, Luke 4 was not a one-day event. It wasn't a one-day event. So Jesus was tempted. Yes, in the leading, when God tells you to do something, it may not be rosy at the time. Stay with him. It was the one who told the children of Israel to leave Egypt. And yet, they spent 40 years in the wilderness. Trust me, God never left them alone. If God didn't leave them alone, he will never leave you alone. Yes, ah, God, but you told me to do this. You told me to do that. God has never one day said, I didn't ask you to do it. What you did not realize is that as part of that instruction, there is going to be a process of the wilderness journey. Where you will, you will go through some things that tend to destabilize you. At that point, stay put. Say to your neighbor, stay put. Glory to God. Stay put. Stay, stay. Just stay. It is God who is leading you. The moment you jump out of God's instructions and leading and take the one of the word, <laughs> you may look happy at that time. <laughs> but when the end result comes, anxiety comes, problems everywhere and there, crying comes, it now becomes, oh, I die no. And at the end of the day, it's still the same God you will return back to. 
You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It's true. But don't also forget in the way of that wilderness, remember who you are in Christ and whose instruction you follow. Praise God. Now, look, go back to Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. Praise God. There are things that I'm, I'm showing to you. And some of you, if you are following me, you would have also discovered one thing there in verse 2. Praise God. Look at verse 3. And he humbled thee, and suffered thee to hunger, and fed thee with manna, which thou knowest not, neither did thy fathers know, that he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread only, but by every word, underline the word, every word, that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord, doth man live. Proceeded out of the mouth of God. Look at next verse. Verse 4. Thy raiment was not old upon thee, neither thy foot swell these forty years. Look at verse 5. Thou shalt also consider in thine heart that as a man chastineth his son, so the Lord thy God chastineth thee. So in verses 2, it says you are led. He led them. Are we together? In verses 3, he said he fed them. And the same verse 33, he mentions the word. Then in verse 4, he said he clothed them. That's a miracle. He clothed them. He gave them a miracle. And then in verse 5, he said he chastened. So God chastened you as his son. What is the word chastened there? <laughs> Praise God. Now, now, <laughs> in verse 3, let's go back to verse 3 again. I want, to, I want you to see something. We are told we are fed with, they, are, they were fed with manna. And the fact that they are fed with manna, he now says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Manna, what is this? So, the word of God. Then he now says, every word, that means in the leading of the spirit, one of the ways the spirit will lead a believer is by his word. That's one of the ways. It's by his word. That is one of the ways he will lead his believer. A believer. Now he now says in verse 5, John to verse 5, he says, he chastened thee as his son. That same word interestingly, in Hebrew is the word yasa. And this will, this will, this will, this will come very interestingly to you. This same word chastenet, the word yasa in Hebrew, was used again in 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 15. I mean verse 16. Where it says, instruction unto righteousness. The word there, padaya. So, that word 
Sustenance is the word instruction. So how are you led? You are led by his word and in his word, there are instructions for you. Am I communicating here? There are instructions for you. So that will be a father-son instructions and relationship because you are led by the spirit. So I said that Wilderness, therefore, is the world and the experiences. And we live in this world, but we are not of this world. We are not of this world. We belong to a world that is stronger than this world. So, when we make decisions, our decisions should not be patterned according to these decisions of this world. The way of life of this world must be by the leading of the Spirit. Am I still communicating? Am I still communicating? So, the wilderness being this world and the experiences, and what God does is that by His Spirit, He leads us away from this world. He leads us away. So he, he experiences what we experience and he guides us and leads us out of it. That is why you will notice that there are some situations. All of a sudden you think all hope is lost. There is no hope. You know, Paul went through the same thing. You know, we will, we will probably address that not today, maybe subsequent services to come. Paul, Agabus. <laughs> you know, Agabus is a prophet. He came into a room where Paul had already pulled his clothes and his ghetto was there too. So Agabus didn't know that the ghetto he was holding belonged to Paul. And he began to prophesy. If this, the owner of this ghetto goes to Jerusalem, this is how people are going to hold on to him. Before that, he went, you know, he was in the house of Philip now. People had already prophesied. People had already prophesied. And then, you know, you know, you will not notice when they were telling Paul, don't do this, don't do that. Paul did not yield to what they were saying, not because he was trying to be stubborn, but because he already knows the leading of God. He knew what they were saying is true. But in that, there was still a leading of God. So you can imagine, you are in a situation where everyone had prophesied, oh, there's nothing you can do that you can come out of this. But what is God saying to you? So you now realize those decisions that look hopeless. You have even given up on it. All of a sudden, things just change for you. You know, there are, these are the kind of miracles you do not know how to define. You know, you just say, oh, it's but God. It's but God. So there is a leading of the Spirit. Now, in the temptation of Christ, go to Luke chapter 4 now, verse 2. In the temptation of Christ, see, he is led of the Spirit, and then there is a temptation. Temptations came. Look at verse, um, um, verse 3. Verse 3. Praise God. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones that it be made bread. Manna came from heaven. Command the stones that it be made bread. Verse 4, and Jesus answered him saying, it is written. It is written. 
that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Where did we see that? So that means Jesus, in overcoming that temptation, referred back to the word of God. And he spoke the word. Look at next verse. And the devil taking him up unto an high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomever I will, I give it. If thou therefore wilt worship me, all shall be thine. Now, now, let's pause there. <laughs> we are talking about Jesus, who is God. Jesus, who is God. Jesus, who created the world, and the world knew him not. And Jesus is here for a mission. He is here for a mission. But the temptation came and said, just submit to me how man submitted. So any decision that is powered by the flesh would also mean you have submitted your being to the flesh. It's not the way of God. Do you know if, if Jesus had submitted to that worship of the devil? That's the end of salvation. You and I will not be here today worshiping God together. So you must know that everything that comes your way, there are the things of the world that has also come to make sure you don't get to that destination. But it is the leading of God that from start to finish, you get to that destination. So do not allow anything to influence it. There is a destination where God is leading you. And that is where the devil don't want you to be. He doesn't want you to get there. And guess what? God is still on the mission. It is man that step away from that mission. So the question, what is powering your decision making? Look at next verse. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. It is written. Next verse. And he brought him to Jerusalem, and set him in a pinnacle of the temple, and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from hence. You see, you see, you see how the devil is a bad devil, including his mother-in-law? You see how, you know, you know there, there, are, ah, there are temptations that comes that, ah, that comes to put you to a test of who you are. He says, if you are the son of God, do you think it ran through the mind of Christ and not say, if I don't do this now, nah, it means I'm not the son of God. You see the games that the devil is playing. That was why Paul said, we are not unaware of his devices. We know. So before he does anything, we already know. Glory to God. Why? There is the spirit of God. And the spirit will not allow anything to happen that he has not already impressed in our spirit. So we see things before they happen. Glory to God. He says you are the son of God. It's kind of, it's, it's kind of coming to me and say, Pastor, if you know you are a pastor that God ordained, lay hands on this sick body. There is nothing wrong in what she has said, correct? But it's a temptation. 
Oh, because now I want to prove, you know, I, I'm the pastor. The, the deity of God reside on me. Dead. Rise up. Like a man of God was, I was just watching and, <laughs> you know, they brought a real cripple. A real cripple on the wheelchair. And then, <laughs> you saw it too. <laughs> and then he moved on and on. Oh, cripple, wake up. Get up now. After all the rigmarole, he now said, ah, how come you didn't come on so-so-and-so day when we had this power program? <laughs> Where the dead rose, the cripple walk. He said, that grace has gone now. He has gone now. He has gone now. Glory to God. So, you, you see how the devil came and says, if you are the son of God. Question, is Jesus not the son of God? That was the same temptation the devil gave to Eve. And said, God truly know, the day you eat from this, you will be like him. And yeah, I, want to, I, I want to be like God. But you are already made like God. So why do you need to prove? Ah, uh, yeah. You, you don't need to prove it. So uh, you, you don't need to prove to anybody that you are still the child of God. You, you don't need to give an explanation. Just stay put to the leading of the spirit. Yes, the road may be rocky. Ah. Yes, the road may be bad. Yes. It may be a moment where you are crying and nobody is there. Pastor is not there. The leaders are not there. Your cell leaders are not there. And you are just crying. You don't know what to do. But just stay put to that leading of the spirit. Because after that storm, there comes a calm. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So it says, if you are son of God, cast. Cast. Look at next verse. For it is, say it again. So was Jesus led here? How was he led? <laughs> it is written. He shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. <laughs> Verse 11. And in their hands they shall bear thee up. Lest at any time that does thy foot against the stone. When that glory comes, when you finally overcome and you follow through the leading, you will now notice that whatever you went through was experienced for you. So what was Jesus quoting? Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 3. Man shall not live by bread alone. Now, Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 16. Let's see the second statement there. He went back to the scripture. He said, it is written. And uh, yeah, yea, shall not tempt the Lord your God and as ye tempted him in Massa. <laughs> the scriptures. Look at verse 13 of Deuteronomy 6. Verse 13 of Deuteronomy 6. He says, thou shalt fear the Lord thy God and serve him and shall swear by his name. You see how Jesus responded to every of the temptations he had to go through. So one thing that we must know today 
is number one, the leading of the Spirit can be by the Word of God. Jesus never said temptations will not come. Jesus never said you will not go through things. But he said it is by the Word of God. When you allow God's Word to infiltrate your heart, you will have joy. He said for those who endure to the last shall be happy. Shall be happy. The temptation you refuse to overcome today, you will find yourself in a loop. You find yourself in a loop trying to overcome it. Why? Because you are not following the leading of the Spirit to make certain decisions. So never ever think that because there's a leading of the Spirit, there will be no temptations. But in those temptations, you make decisions that are powered and influenced by the Spirit. Praise God. So there's a leading of the Spirit by the Word. There's a leading of the Spirit by utterances, by revelation, and by spoken words. Praise God. So, in closing, it's very easy, very, very easy to drift away. The reason why Paul says, do not be conformed to this world will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Jesus said in, in John chapter 17 in his prayer, that's the Lord's prayer. You are not of this world. He says that you are sanctified by his truth. And the word is truth. So when things happen, what do you do? You give yourself to the word of God. So leading of the Spirit, we can just close with these two segments. There is a leading of the Spirit by the written revelation. And there is a leading of the Spirit by experiential revelation. Rise on your feet. I want you to pray on these words. Look at the decisions you have made over the years that did not end well. Things that you tried to pull the word systems into. It did not end well for you. I want you to spend time to pray. Father, this year, I will only make decisions that are powered and influenced by the Spirit. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. We hope your soul has been truly enriched. More video and audio teachings are available on our website, www.ChristRehobothChurch.com. Follow our social media pages and check us out on Facebook, Kingsley Agu Ministry, and on YouTube, Kingsley Agu Ministry.